Well, good afternoon, folks. Uh, welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. I uh, hope everybody had a great week this week. I did. It was our first full week back at school and went very well overall. Uh, just still kind of crazy the beginning of the year stuff, but everything's going going really, really well. Um, welcome to this week's edition. We are at episode 11 of the Chris Carpenter Show. And a little shorter edition this week, a um, couple reasons behind that. Number one, um, not a lot going on, and I did my SummerSlam predictions last Saturday. So if you want to hear that, you can go back and listen to last week's episode. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about tech. We're going to talk about a little bit with conference realignment. There was some news stories that came out. I'll give you my thoughts on that. I'm going to give you my latest review of the Lower Decks episode that came out on Thursday. And then we'll finish up with some wrestling talk, wrestling talk AEW, uh, WWE talk. So, um, Texas Tech, big realignment news this week. There were two stories that, uh, two main stories that leaked out. One, I believe it leaked out on Monday, um, talked about the fact that, you know, after this report of the ACC, the Pac 12, and the Big 10 working towards an alliance. Well, supposedly the SEC is now wanting to swoop in and go beyond 16 teams and go to 20. And the specific aim for this next round of expansion for the SEC is to shut the door on these other conferences getting into um, what are now SEC areas like Oklahoma and Texas. And so what that, what that potentially means for Texas Tech is – that they would be invited into the SEC. Them, them and Oklahoma State were the two names I saw. And then uh, the other ones, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. TC, I've heard TCU, Baylor, who knows? I, I don't, to be honest, I don't care if it's Tech and whoever. Let's go. Uh, and we'll talk about kind of my opinion on the SEC, going to the SEC in just a second. But um, So that news story leaked out on Monday. And then Tuesday... Um, another news story started to leak out that the Pac-12 was kind of starting to look at expansion again. You know, it, it, it seemed like since the news broke about Texas and OU that the Pac-12 had taken the stance and attitude of, oh, we're good. We don't need to expand. Um, you know, why would we expand kind of attitude, which bad news for tech because, uh, you know, I've always felt like Probably the best option in the big with the Big Twelve imploding, which make no mistake, it's imploding, is for Tech to go west to the Pac-12. Now that's what I thought initially. So what it sounds like to me with this Tuesday news story about the Pac-12 now really uh, looking at expanding, and we're going to know more about that uh, in this upcoming week, is that possibly when they saw the SEC is starting to expand. They that was the kick in the pants that they needed, um, which you know it's it's interesting to me because everybody had been saying every sports pundit had been saying since Texas and Oklahoma, you know, bolted that you know the other conferences are going to have to get to that at least to that sixteen, and you're going to have to expand. And the Pac-12 was in the worst position, you know, after the Big Twelve because of, um, you know, they only have 12 teams and because they're all on the West Coast. And so one of the things that was talked about quite a bit was the fact that if the Pac-12 does not expand, 
then you're going to have programs. Uh, the, the two big ones I think that would definitely leave would be USC and Oregon. And there was already reports coming out that the Big Ten was looking at bringing in USC and Oregon. Um, certainly, I think the Arizona schools are were very un, have been very unhappy with the Pac-12, and they would look at bolting. And you know, beyond that, you know, the Pac-12 would end up being the next Big Twelve and, and imploding on itself. And that still could be a possibility. But I think they started to realize, hey, you know, the SEC they're not done. They will gobble up, and they will they will bring in more teams, and so. They they started talking expansion, and then certainly at the top of their list on all the reports that I've seen is Texas Tech um, because that gets them into Texas, that gets them into the central time zone. So what does this week's stories mean for Tech? It's really good news, actually. Um, you know, a week ago, in all honesty, my my thinking was we were looking at a scenario where Tech was going to be left out and end up having to go even staying in, in a Big 12, which would have been essentially a brand new AAC conference, or having to go to the AAC conference itself, uh, which would have le- would which would have uh, caused a massive loss of money there. So I think Tech's going to get invited to one of the big conferences. Now it's a matter of are both going to send invitations. It's kind of. It's almost kind of like, you know, when I was at LCU and, and you know, I you, we were, you know, wanting to join social clubs. That was what we called fraternities at LCU. And, you know, you would get your invitations. And then if you got multiple invitations, you got to pick which club you would be in. I actually got multiple invitations. Not to <laughs> – that's, that's not me bragging, by the way, because a lot of people got multiple invitations. But uh, there were some clubs that was just one person. And so, of course, they're going to give everybody an invitation. Uh, but, you know, Tech – uh, could potentially be in this situation where they're getting to they're they're having decide having to decide between two invites, um, and let me talk about what I would do if that's the scenario. If I'm Kirby Holcutt and both the SEC and the Pac-12 want me, I'm going to the SEC. Um, if they're offering, you go. There's that's where the money's at. You look at if Tech joins the SEC. They would be there. They would be basically probably in a division with basically everybody that they've been with, uh, you know, over the years in the Big Twelve, quote unquote, South. It would literally be the Big Twelve South plus LSU and Arkansas. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, if Tech goes to the SEC, they're just going to be awful in football. It'll be like they're Vanderbilt. Number one, I don't think they would be like Vanderbilt. Now, do I expect Tech to? rise up and be like the Alabama, the new Alabama of this new SEC? No. Um, you know, credit, credit Ryan Hyatt. He said this um, in one of his broadcasts this week. He said, you know, I think realistically Tech would be, you know, on the level in football of a Kentucky or a Mississippi State. You know, six, seven win teams that maybe bubble up every few years and get eight, nine wins. Okay. At this point, after the 10 years of mediocrity we've had, even a 6-7 win tech team, you know, in the bare minimum, that's not bad. And then we, I mean, bubbling up every year, 8-9, uh, even 10 wins, I think that's still very doable joining the SEC because, again, you're going to be getting a lot more money and resources and we've seen, you know, Tech is willing to spend money to upgrade facilities. I mean, 
you know, everybody wants to, wants to, you know, poop on tech and say, we have, you know, we're tech, we're out in the middle of nowhere, but we have, we just built a $30 million basketball practice facility. Just a few years ago, we built a, an indoor football, indoor track facility. That's the indoor track facilities. One of the best, if still not the best in the nation. And so, you know, and we're, we're also going to be building a, a multi-million dollar uh, baseball locker room clubhouse. We're not afraid to spend money when we have it is the key. And, you know, the SEC is going to open up that door. And, you know, I know everybody likes to, you know, look down their nose at, well, we're out in Lubbock, we're in the middle of nowhere, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I think Texas Tech, even in a scenario in the SEC, it's still a very appeal, appealing destination, okay? I mean, again, you've got places like Starkville, Mississippi, Oxford, Mississippi, you know, I, I, Lubbock, Texas is right on on uh, level with that. Um, you know, I spent a summer in Auburn, Alabama, and I loved Auburn, Alabama. I thought it was a great community. Lubbock is right on that same level, um, we're a little bit further away from stuff, but I mean, honestly, we're not that far away from, you know, your major cities. And I honestly, I'm kind of glad not to be near the major cities, you know, and I think a lot of people in West Texas would agree with you, uh, would agree with me. So SEC is the number one, is your number one, uh, decision. If, if they're offering, you take it. Okay. Um, if they're not offering, but you get the PAC 12, that's not a bad silver, silver medal. Okay, because again, you're going to stay in a major conference. Um, the big thing, if you're having to go to the Pac-12, I think the Pac-12 needs to renegotiate their television contract deal. Um, something, something's got to be done about the Pac-12 network. Again, I still don't know how you subscribe to that <laughs> and where you get it, because I've never, I've never seen any cable service have it, or even Hulu Live, which I have, doesn't have the Pac-12 network. So um, if you end up in the Pac-12, there, there needs to be a renegotiation of the uh, television contract, which I think there would be. And again, I keep harping on this. I really think you need, if you're the Pac-12 or one of these other conferences, you need to reach out to CBS and work out a deal with them because they're losing the SEC game of the week. And so they are going to have a hole in their scheduling. I think you reach out to them. I also think you reach out to the streaming services, Amazon. If you can make a deal with CBS, you're making a deal with 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 Paramount Plus, and so you're getting games on a streaming service. I really think that obviously, I think that's the future of it all. And you know, if you're the Pac-12, you're you're making that you're making that move. I would think if you're bringing in um, these you know these Texas teams, so. Kind of stay tuned. Um, this week, the Pac-12 is going to vote on whether or not they want to um, expand. I expect they'll vote yes. We want to expand, um, and then I think from there it'll move very quickly, um, and we'll see what happens. But I think you know, a week ago uh, till now, Tech is in a better position conference-wise. Um, I don't think they're going to get left out. Now, some of the other schools in the Big 12, Baylor, I'm you know, looking at you, TCU, you're, uh, you may be on some life support there. Um, but I think Tech, worst case scenario, would go to the Pac-12. And then I think the best perfect 
super superstar scenario would be to end up going to the SEC, and that would also be hilarious if we if if Tech goes to the SEC. You know, Texas, especially Texas, that would really get under their and A and M. That would get under their skin big time because you know they thought they were rid they were rid of Tech, and we're back. <laughs> so, um, and here's another I think could be potential cherry on top. Um, you know, no matter where they end up going, but there's there's already talk. You know, so in Texas, just a little bit of background. Those of you that don't live that don't live in the state of Texas. There is something called the Puff Fund, the Permanent University Fund, that only Texas and Texas A&M have access to. And it's basically um, back in the 1800s, 1876 to be exact, um, there was land, a majority of the land in West Texas, uh, is in West Texas, was set aside. um, And basically it said any money made off that land would go towards funding um, the, the two universities we had at the time, University of Texas and Texas A&M. Well, you know, at the time, 1876, it was a modest amount of money. Um, but then it's in West Texas. A lot of it's around the Permian Basin. And so we get into the 1900s. And what do we find in a lot of this land? Lots and lots of oil. And so those two programs, you know, the, are rolling in the dough. And the way it's set up, Two-thirds of the money goes to the University of Texas. One-third of the money goes to Texas A&M. And we're talking billions of dollars are going to just those two state university systems. Um, and so there's there's talk in Austin. We'll see what happens of amending that puff fund to allow the other university systems. Texas Tech would be one. Uh, Texas State, University of Houston – Uh, the North Texas system, where they would get access to that money. So just imagine cherry on top, tech goes to the SEC, the puff fund is opened up to Texas Tech, and you're getting some of that money, you're going to be rolling in the dough. And, you know, this Texas A&M paying $75 million for a coach, you know, tech's going to be able to have some of those resources at some point. Um, if if that you know if if those things happen, I think even with the Pac-12 and if the Puff Fund opens up, I think you know Tech would be in a very good uh, good position. So we'll just we'll just have to stay tuned and see. Those are definitely two continuing fu- continuing fluid stories to look at. So let's talk about lower decks and this this week's episode. This week was episode two of season two. And it resolved uh, bringing Ensign Boimler back to the Cerritos crew. Um, at the end of last season, he was um, promoted and he ended up on the USS Titan, which is those, uh, you know, long Star Trek fans know that was, you know, Captain Riker's ship. And so we had some scenes with Captain Riker this week and it resolved itself. And, you know, Boimler is now back on the Cerritos. I'm not going to give you a whole lot of spoilers about everything that happened. I, I liked how they did it. I thought it was a really fun uh, callback to uh, the next generation. Um, and this whole week, uh, week's episode was chock full of Easter eggs um, for all of the Star Trek series. And there was even some I didn't recognize. And when I went back and, you know, read some reviews online, I went back and looked at uh, where they came from. I was like, oh, okay. I think I ever saw that. So uh, fun episode. Again, 
You know, I've said it multiple times on this podcast. If you're a fan of 90 Star Trek, Lower Decks is going to be the show for you. Um, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's a 30-minute show a week. Actually, it's usually less than 30 minutes a week. Um, but it's a fun show. It's got some great callbacks. And, and we've, I mean, Riker has already been on there. Q made a cameo. And I suspect we're going to see more of some of our former 90s Star Trek characters on Lower Decks. So I'm um, going to finish off with a couple wrestling things. Not a lot, uh, to be honest, because we did our SummerSlam review next uh, last week. Uh, but last night, as expected, uh, CM Punk debuts in AEW. Um, everybody expected it. We knew going into they were having their show in Chicago. They were going to the United Center, which is a larger venue than AEW typically tours in that something big was probably going to happen, and they didn't disappoint. Uh, top of the show, the living color cult of personality breaks out, and here he comes. You know, CM Punk is back, and uh, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens. Uh, my my interest and my curiosity is going to be, what is he going to be like in the ring? He hasn't wrestled in seven years, basically, and I know he did MMA, but those... Those are different skill sets. And so, I mean, he's certainly in shape, but, I mean, is he in shape to, to, to go back to doing wrestling? Not sure yet. We'll, we'll see. Um, but certainly a big win for AEW. And, you know, again, I, they're, not, they're not at a point where they're competition with the WWE, but I, I think they continue to provide an alternative and the more that they provide an alternative, I think you're going to get more eyeballs tuning into them. And wrestling was at its best in the 90s when you had the Monday Night Wars, when you had the competition. And I think for the first time in over 20 years, we're maybe getting back to that point um, with AEW. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, you know... They delivered with the CM Punk promise. Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson is still out there. And, and, and by all reports, he is signed with AEW as well. We'll see if they can deliver with him and, and when, when he will show up. But, you know, they're, they're on a good trajectory right now. And, you know, WWE, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say they're on a downward trajectory. I think they're, I mean, I think they're basically at plateau. Uh, trajectory. Um, it'll be interesting to see after SummerSlam what happens because you you know you have a couple part time guys wrestling in the main event. What's going to happen after the um, summer after SummerSlam? Um, there is one match I know that they did add uh, this week on Raw that I'll, I'll give you my predictions. Uh, you have Omo Omos, excuse me, and AJ Styles taking on. Uh, RK Bro, which is the team of Randy Orton and Riddle. I think RK Bro wins this match. Um, I'm loving that storyline with those two. I also think you may be at a point where we can break up AJ Styles and Omos. And I think I'm I'm pretty confident they're pretty high on Omos because he's got that size. Um, if you watched the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast a couple about a month ago. You know, they were they were bringing in Kevin Nash to help train him. And so, you know, I would I would anticipate in their mind, you know, they're looking at Omos as as potentially kind of in that in that vein. And that might be another reason that Braun Strowman was released, 
because Omos is, is cheaper money. They're not having to pay him what they were paying Braun Strowman, but Omos is filling that that role. So we'll see what happens. But I think RK Bro does win the tag titles, and um, we'll you know that'll be an interesting storyline going on down the road. Next week's episode of the Chris Carpenter Show, um, I will do my official prediction for Texas Tech football. Um, I'll go through game by game, talk about which ones I think will be wins, which ones will be losses. I will also give you my generalized predictions on college football as a whole, who I see could potentially be in the playoff, um, but also what potentially could be some surprise teams as well. So make sure to tune into that. Um, again, this is a little bit of shortened show. There was not a lot of news this week. Um, and a lot of, honestly, a lot of it, I've been busy with, uh, you know, school. And so, um, <laughs> you know, haven't had as much time to, you know, write down, draw in the news, but these were kind of the big ticket news items that were going on this week. But again, tune in next Saturday. We'll have our official Texas Te- Chris Carpenter show, Texas tech prediction show. Plus I will give you my other generalized college football predictions until then. I hope everybody has a great week. And I will see you next week on The Chris Carpenter Show.